So China has been promoting saying that, oh, yeah, we have the most recovery numbers and stuff like that. And people have been praising them. I mean, it's an authoritarian state, <laughs> so people have to stay in. And we'll, we'll ignore that stuff. Welding people into their apartments. Yeah. But they, it turns out like there are thousands upon thousands of urns are being delivered to their funeral homes. And it's higher than normal average numbers. And people are going, mm. are you guys sure you're having recovery numbers or are you thinking that death is a recovery? <laughs> well, I mean, they don't have the sickness anymore if they're dead. So, yeah, this is true. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess it's kind of kind of correct. Yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> North Korea has no coronavirus. <laughs> I, I saw a uh, I saw a meme that it was a. Uh, First person gets infected in, in North Korea, immediately executed. <laughs> I was like, I kind of don't doubt it, but yeah, uh, I, I, I'm sure it was made in jest. <laughs> I'm sure it it's probably true. I mean, I mean that, that country is worse off than anyone almost in the uh, terms of their government and their leadership. Totalitarianism does not work. No, it does not. We've learned this from so many places, and I just couldn't I couldn't believe the amount the media was trying to promote. Like, oh, China's doing great things. China's doing it right. China's welding people into their homes. Yeah, they're getting good numbers, uh, but there's a reason for that. And uh, yeah. But the, the funny thing is, is when we got the news the other day that uh, America had surpassed everybody else in the uh, as far as how many active cases there have been. Yeah, I call bullshit. Um, <laughs> I, I I was kind of calling bullshit too, and I went on to the uh, the site that I've been using. Uh, it's like Worldometer, yeah, um, and it's live tracking. And the yeah, second place was still China, by like I want to say like by maybe a thousand cases. But here's the thing, right? In the new cases yeah. column, it was completely <clears throat> blank for them. I was like, yeah, bullshit. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is like they, they, <laughs> they sat there and they told everybody, oh, we've had no new cases. Well, yeah, you don't have any cases if you stop reporting them. Yeah. What do you expect from a country like that? What do you expect from yeah. a, a country that is in total control of their people? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's like a blatant lie. You know, yeah. you, you got people that try to sell a lie by put hiding in a little bit of truth. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. If it said 50 new cases, I've been like, well, that seems unlikely. But, you know, at least there's still new cases. Yeah. You know, but, oh, no, we didn't. We haven't got nobody else has gotten sick ever in the entirety of our large fucking country from this disease. Yeah. Like, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Come on. You're telling me one person hasn't got the damn thing. What a bunch of fucking bullshit. Anyways. And now more real fake facts from the Geek Out Heroes. Real fake fact, China has no new cases of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, sure, guys. Right. We totally believe you. You've managed to, to squash it out and stop it. Yeah, Couldn't stop the initial spread, but yeah, you stopped it after it became an outbreak. My, my fucking ass. Like I said, man, there's a lot of fishy shit you know, when it comes to the origin of this and how it's been handled and everything oh, yeah. else. It's just, it's very suspicious. So. It's all, all very convenient. Like, we know coronavirus wasn't made by man, like. You can no, look at, but it, they, I, they I look could, at its RNA and they can see it's, it doesn't show the markers of being made by human beings. OK, well, you know, unless there have been dramatic and, you know, dramatic steps in uh, genetically engineered viruses in China, which you know, I'm not going to deny that could happen. But I, I oh, don't yeah. see it. 
that there's there, there's evidence. Uh, yeah, it, w- it was it naturally came about. Okay, it naturally came about, but that doesn't change the fact that it if it naturally came about and they knew about it for this long, why would you continue to eat bats? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, still it's still to me, and it's and you know me, I'm not a huge conspiracy nut, but when when something you know smells like shit, I think it's shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't have to like, see the shit in the room to smell it. I still feel like there were some deliberate steps taken probably by China to make this worse than what it actually could have been. Yeah. So, but that could be said about, you know, nearly every country that it, that it touched. I mean, Italy just, wow. Yeah. They handled it so bad. (laughs) Well, you got to keep this in mind too, is that they do have five times the population density that we do. So anytime you have a tighter pack, you're going to have an easier spread. True. But they actually have, you know, a fraction of our population. Right. <laughs> easier, but, you know, it, it, I would argue it's easier to control people in an, in a smaller area than it is in a widespread out area with a much larger population. I mean, right. Japan and, and Japan can do it. So, oh, it's <laughs> fucking weird. And, uh, it sucks for those infected. Thankfully, yeah. as far as I can tell, no illness here, <laughs> but I'm a shut in. So, well, on top of that, like, you know, the fact that you don't start seeing like you don't see conditions change or like your symptoms until like 14 up to 14 days. Like, all right, well, and then in mo- like in so many cases, they're just like, yeah, it just hit me. Like I was fine one day and then the next day, about two hours into the day and I was fucking gone. Like, yeah, what? Anyways, get to, to the actual real fake fact. So, yeah, the last real fake fact that I have until I make some more real fake fact. Nerf started the gun control law movement. It's nerf or nothing. <laughs> oh man, says that in the uh, Second Amendment, I believe too. Now, yeah, <laughs> I think that's I think that's the actual interpretation of it. In the early years of the 21st century, the Geek Out Heroes had become the most ineffective podcast entity in the United States. Twenty-nine out of every thirty homes did not know they existed or even care what they had to say. Their intellectual and humorous influence couldn't be felt anywhere. For their public, they are the voice of reason and sanity for a world gone stupid. Over time, unknown even to themselves, their message was beginning to spread like a virus, infecting the ears and minds of those fed up with the bullshit.
Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. And Miles. And we do hope, listeners, that you guys are staying away from other people. You're trying to keep yourself social distanced and make sure you're not going to get sick. And we also hope that you're okay and that money-wise you're okay uh, because that is a big, big problem lately. And uh, I got, yeah, I, I loved the fact that uh, I'm not going to call out any specific parties, but uh, the bill that was presented to help help people and and everything last Sunday hasn't changed. And yet for an entire week we heard, oh, it's a it's com- company bailouts and stuff like that. I'm like, companies are the ones being affected, guys. Well, you, those, those companies aren't going to be around if you don't do this at the end of this, and they're not going to have jobs for people when this is over. Let's let's hold off on a bill for a, for another week so that we can try and get airplane emissions put into it because that was important. Yeah, it's it's fucking bonkers to me how much shit they tried to hide or shove oh, yeah. into other bills. You're like, oh yeah, this is this is to save puppies. Yeah, but also it's going to restrict everybody's political choices to this yeah, or some shit. Right? You know. Yeah, listeners, that that I want to point out that doesn't just happen with this bill. That's that's that happens no, throughout happened. Americans' history, like American oh, yeah. history of, of bills being proposed. Well, they'll where they're they're they'll just tack on extra shit yep. into anything to try and get you know trying to get their own partisan bullshit done and and, and into it. And it has no, you know it could be have nothing to do with the what the bill is trying to do, and that constantly happens. That's why uh, uh, Colorado specifically had we had to vote uh, years back. To make sure that every single category in our in our when we vote for new things, that it actually plainly explains what the hell this is for and what the what this has to do, and they can't tack on extra bullshit. We had to vote for that one subject at a time. (laughs) That's all it needs to be one subject at a time. Yeah, listeners, we had we had to vote for that here so that the government would stop doing that. That's how bad our government used to be in in this state. Not that it's great now. Just saying, it used to be a lot worse. (laughs) So. Just just so you know, that's that's not something new that happens a lot. And the saddest part is the fact that when a crisis happens, most people in government will try to take advantage of it. But I've oh, been yeah. seeing it specifically from one side recently than than the other. And it's really sad. Come on. Seriously. There was a there was some senator, I want to say. Uh, I can't remember the name, but she was uh, supposedly she was putting forth a uh, bill to suspend uh, Congress's pay until the this bill was pushed through. And I was like, I'd go a step further. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was like, how about we uh, pay Congress what the minimum wage unemployed get uh, until <laughs> you know, this whole thing blows over? Yeah. <laughs> oh, then you'd, have, then you'd have AOC who, who wanted a, a pay raise, you know, screaming at the top of her lungs again. Which happened this past week, by the way. I don't know if you saw the video of it. She looked fucking ridiculous, nah. waving her arms and talking about how this is a crisis and we're, you know, basically this is a crisis and we're wasting our time. But we're trying, you know, and how dare we try to bail out all these companies? And I sat there going, I sat there listening to her. I'm like, where does she think jobs exist? Right. Does she think that we all have jobs that don't involve corporations? Like, I mean, the, the bill literally says that people have to be that in order for companies to qualify for this, they have to keep their payroll. In other words, they have to keep everyone employed during this whole thing for the next four yeah, and months. There's, and there's a lot that aren't doing that. And there. Yeah, there are tons of companies who are letting people go like right. Excuse me. Right now, uh, the uh, media is going through pay or massive job cuts in like uh, I want to say like the New York Times, uh, like the advocate, just tons of newspapers are 
making massive, <laughs> massive uh, job cuts. And I'm sitting there going, the crazy thing is the fact that like they're making all these pay cuts and they're saying that, oh, it's because of the coronavirus. I'm like, you guys can all work from home. <laughs> yeah. All of all of your news reporters can work from home. You can make up shit anywhere. <laughs> all, all, exactly. I think all these pay cuts are coming through because you guys you know, don't have any people watching you anymore. You don't have anybody. You don't have anybody reading your newspapers anymore because you've been caught in so many fucking lies. Right. Like it's it's insane. Somebody uh, tallied up like the amount of false things that are printed in news that have been printed in newspaper over the last decade, and it's compared to the previous decade. They said that there there is a, a it's an increase. I want to say. Uh, I want to say a percent the percentage that I saw, but I, but it's <laughs> well, I want to say the percentage that they gave, but I, I'd be lying because I, I'd be making it up at the top of my head because I can't remember it. But I remember that I remember reading it and they were describing it and it was astronomically higher. They were just yeah. like they just sat there and the and the fact that there's less fact checking, there's less retractions that have been printed and retractions. Listeners, twenty years ago, retractions used to be printed on the front page of newspaper newspapers. Now they are yeah. put in the back in a very small column. To say that, oh, this was false information and you, the readers, are supposed to just find that every time. This is how they get away with the, the fact, oh, yeah, we printed a retraction. You printed a retraction in a small, you know, help wanted ad, essentially. Right. But yeah. I, uh, like, journalistic integrity has gone out the window a long time ago. Oh, absolutely. Which why which is why I said, like, you know, when the, when they say they're losing their jobs, I'm like, I think you guys are lo- we're, we're going to start losing your jobs regardless of the coronavirus. Sorry. <laughs> I just I think restate, your memberships are so slow or so low that you're not getting circulation like you used to. And just to restate, listeners, we're we're not journalists. Nope. We try to give you some news here and there, but uh, it's all just what we hear and read. So <laughs> yeah, and we and we do try to stay factual, listeners. And you've heard us multiple times on the podcast come back and recorrect ourselves. Uh, in fact, you've heard us when uh, even when our uh, our good friend Steve has said like he felt we didn't really cover exactly what we were trying to get, the ideas that we were trying to get across where we've gone back and, and restated things, hopefully a little more in depth so that you guys understand where we were coming from, from a previous conversation. And uh, unlike other things, we can't just tack that on at the end of the podcast or, you know, we, do, we don't lower our voices in it to try and make, oh yeah, we, we made a mistake and it was our fault. And, uh, but here's why I was right in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah. Or tack on some kind of bullshit of here's why I was right. It's, it's like, no, I was, I was wrong about this or, you know, Hey, we need to, we need to explain this a little bit better. So, um, I'm still waiting for any, for, for anyone to come back on us on the, uh, the Xbox conversation. Cause I'm sure I had some wrong stuff in there. I'm almost <laughs> positive of it. Cause the, the way that, the way that it was, it was chopped up and put together. I was like, Oh man, think some of this is, is kind of jumbled. I'm like, it's going to, probably get confusing and I'm probably saying saying the wrong things here. But anyways, uh, moving on to actual weekly stuff. Listeners, this is going to be a, a pretty short podcast. I'm going to start out by just going through a quick review of a movie that I recently got to rent. Finally got to watch it. It came out at the beginning of the year. It was called The Grudge. It was awful. It was it's the worst entry in the series. And I include that when you look at The Grudge versus The Ring. It is the absolute worst film because the grudge versus the ring is funny. And at least I can, you can riff the crap yeah, out of that movie. Yeah. Is that the derp face one? Yeah. <laughs> Where she kills the guy with derp face. Uh, the grudge 2020 is just terrible. It is some of the worst, some of the worst storytelling I've seen ever in a horror movie for one, uh, which is a shame because the acting, it's well acted. 
for the for the most part, I should say. It's well acted for the most part, but they trade they trade in the original Grudge Ghost for a zombified, you know, black goo coming out of out of the orifices of people's faces, family, uh, a father, a mother, and their daughter. And there's no, you know, there's none of the original scares from the other one where, you know, you have the they have the ghosts like crawling towards them or the uh, like that kind of stuff leading up to to shit. All of the all of the ghosts do that sound in the movie, mm. which made me go, did they did the guy who wrote this? I think it's a Nicholas uh, Pesky or Pesk. I can't I can't I can't pronounce his name. It's P-E-S-C-E. Pesci. Pesci. <laughs> it might be Pesci. I don't know. It could be correct. Uh, only only somebody who, who actually knows how to pronounce his name will correct me, and I don't think anybody who knows his name is going to be listening to this podcast. But regardless, <laughs> there are a few times, listeners, where I say these words uh, about anyone in Hollywood, and uh, they're reserved for movies that are so god-awful that I literally just hope a person doesn't get work again. And uh, I have to say, I hope that guy doesn't get work again. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I've reserved that usually for things like Uwe Ball, who I still can't, couldn't believe was making as many movies as he did after uh, Alone in the Dark. But after I saw the movie Alone in the Dark, I said the same thing about Uwe Ball. And this guy is, is, is in the same realm for me. And it's not because of low quality in other areas. It's because of terrible storytelling, terrible direction just overall an awful movie and it's one of the few movies that has come out of a theater and they do the the polls with the early viewings and got an f from the audience uh that's actually pretty rare listeners um some some movies you absolutely you see it and you're like absolutely uh, that deserves it and uh other movies you'll you'll be like you you see the reviews coming from it and you're like wow that's surprising but this this is one of those few times where the critics and the audience actually saw eye to eye on a movie and went wow that was crap and i just want to point out that the marketing for the film constantly wanted to talk it up and constantly wanted to make it seem like oh it's it's a new vision for the franchise and it's absolutely terrifying and no it's it's fucking garbage i i waited the entire film to be scared or to have any kind of good jump scare. And listeners, there are times where jump scares, you absolutely see them coming and they're still good. This one, you can absolutely see them coming every fucking time. And they're terrible every time. And I like, I, I just couldn't get past the fact. Oh, and although also listeners, the, uh, the ghosts can take any form they want, even of live people, people who are alive. Does that make any fucking sense to you? Cause it sure shit doesn't make sense to me spooky magic and uh the beginning of the film tries to tie it into the original series and it fails on every level because it forgets that the thing with the uh the curse is that they the curse is created the curse is created by the person that enacts uh the horrible violence and enacts the uh you know the the actions that cause the curse to exist in the first place so like in the in the original grudge it was the family and in the new one, it's uh, the, this mother who is uh, an, an American is at the same house, uh, gets touched by the, by, the, by the curse. And instead of her taking the curse with her, which is what always happens in every single grudge film, the curse just moves with whoever came in contact with the house. She ends up somehow creating her own curse and that they try to play it off like, oh, and she brought that curse with her and. 
uh, stuff like that. No, she didn't bring the curse with her, obviously, because she's the curse now. She and her family are the curse. So if if they're the curse now, then the uh, the previous curse didn't travel with her. She just went fucking crazy and enacted the shit that caused that, that caused this new curse. So they tried to do this whole thing where they they you know mesh the the series the two series together, and it just doesn't work because it doesn't play off any of the uh, mythos from the previous films. And even the American versions of The Grudge played off the mythos from the previous from the Japanese films because they kind of coincide together. The the American versions are kind of continuations of those. They're sequels, only in this case they allowed it so it's oh, it, it came in contact with these Americans and now that's that's for the American audience and we still have the, the Japanese version. It was bad, don't watch it. It's a complete waste of money. And the only reason I got to see it was because I got to see it for free. So I had a free rental, I watched it, it was terrible. I watched it so you don't have to. I'm the hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I always hate that that thing. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm a hero here. Like anytime somebody in any kind of important position or power says shit like that, I want to slap the shit out of them. Like you didn't you didn't run into a burning building or something like that when you didn't have to. I'm not the hero here. Like no one's calling you a hero. No one said you were a hero. Right. I've seen celebrities and seen uh, politicians do that shit, and I just like no one called you a hero. No one said you were a hero. Well, uh, movies that were actually good uh, <laughs> is uh, 1917. Watched that uh, this past week. That was one of the the better war movies I've seen in in quite some time. Really good storytelling. Uh, really good camera work. Yeah, the setting and, and the premise are, are, are really, really fresh. I mean, it's not something that you typically see in, in most war movies. Uh, most war movies kind of focus on the action and everything, and this is more of a journey. Um, think think, uh, think, Lord of the Rings in World War I. <laughs> nice. is <laughs> essentially kind of kind of how, how uh, it, it kind of lays out, so to speak. There's a couple of little logic plot holes that kind of annoyed me, but it was very brief, and I you know, was able to ignore it. But also depends overall, on if it was historically accurate in those moments. So, like you might you it, might be seeing you might be seeing logic plot holes in things that actually took place where somebody's like, "Yeah, we have to do this, this, and this," and you're going, "No, you don't." Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't. It doesn't pop up. I, if I remember right, it doesn't pop up and say, "Hey, this is based on." You know, real events or whatever. Um, obviously, World War One was indeed a real event. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, it always bugs me though when somebody, when like whenever Hollywood does that. Yeah, based on a true story, and none of it's actually true. It's based off like a small. We talked about this before, listeners. But oh, yeah. it's based on like a small portion. So I kind of appreciate them not saying that at the beginning of the movie. Right. But definitely worth the watch. Very, very good. Um, Cool. Made me really want a World War One themed uh, a way out game, so <laughs> uh, I, I, that'd be really awesome if somebody took uh, took the steps to make that. Yeah, it was all fun and games until they put you in a raft down a river. Just saying, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a river scene. <laughs> <laughs> is that what made you think about it? No, actually, it was uh, it was even before that. It was uh, okay. less than halfway through the movie. Um, all right. But uh, I was like, oh, you know what? This would be a really cool World War, or, you know, this would be a cool premise for a way out style game. Um, 
Gotcha. Hopefully with an ending that you can actually appreciate. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, but definitely worth the watch. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Anything else? I can't remember. It's supposed to rumored to be a movie or a series, but uh, Netflix is supposedly in talks with Ryan Reynolds on doing a Dragon's Lair, you know, series or movie uh, with Ryan Reynolds being uh, Dirk the Daring. And uh, that sounds amazing. So I I really hope that comes to fruition. Yeah, listeners, the moment we heard this, I immediately was just like, why hasn't this already happened? Like, how 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 is how has no one suggested this previously? Yeah. Yeah, that's that sounds great. I'm I'd be totally down for that. I would love to see that. Yeah, and uh, we we even got into a conversation with uh, Loach last night. I think it was uh, kind of joking about it, like how great it would be if he was like self aware mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> of the the choices that were being made. Oh yeah, um, I, I hope he's self aware and remembers the deaths, like remembers yeah. deaths every time. That would be freaking hysterical. Just like, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I, I really hope that's true, and I hope it. I hope it plays out because that'd be that'd be amazing. Yeah, it it it'd almost be like uh, their own version of Edge of Tomorrow, right? It's like every time he dies, he resets. He's like, God damn, seriously. Well, he's got that. He's got that one movie coming out, the one where he's kind of like a Grand Theft Auto NPC that mm-hmm. gains sentience essentially. Yeah, uh, and I could kind of see it being along those lines, just you know. Dragon's Lair themed, essentially. He he always has great comedic delivery, and uh, it'd be uh, really fun to see what they do with it. Absolutely. Anything else taking place? Borderlands Three dropped their uh, latest DLC, um, Gun Guns Love and Tentacles. It's the uh, marriage of uh, Wilhelm or not Wilhelm. Uh, fuck are the names? You're you're asking the wrong person, dude. Yeah, no, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> we've we've got over the fact names. Nope. I'm I'm not gonna remember it. Eh, fuck it, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually been getting really good reviews, and the the hunter tiny... the hunter guy and his boyfriend. Yeah, in, yeah. in Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know the names. I just can't fucking think of them right now. So it's been getting really good reviews, and from the little tiny bit that I played, it was it was fun, you know. Um, but and the the comedic writing is there as always. But uh, Borderlands still ha- Gearbox still has not fixed the uh, the S- Xbox system turnoff bug, and where it also freezes you to dashboard, and that's what happened to Anderson when I we, him and I were trying to play. I was hosting, so for once it didn't happen to me. And he, at first, it turned his system off completely shortly after getting to the new planet. And after I got to the first checkpoint, he managed to jump back in and we got to essentially the second uh, major checkpoint and it froze him out to the dashboard and he was done for the night and I totally fucking get it. And I love Borderlands. I can sit there and play through it myself, but I don't want to. I I play Borderlands because I want to play with my friends. And the fact that these bugs still exist I know it's not been that long, but it almost feels like a year later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In gamer in gamer years. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it we feels age like dogs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, our brains do, anyways. <laughs> they, this should have been nixed three months into the game. 
And the oh, fact yeah. that it's still in there is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, I submitted a support ticket to Gearbox. I'll be lucky if I hear anything. It's not going to fucking matter anyways because they're clearly not putting a priority on it or else it would have already been taken care of. Um, yeah, it should have been their number one priority. And it's it's something that's been around for a very long time and it's very annoying. By the way, it's Alistair uh, Hammerlock and uh, Sir Hammerlock. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Wayne, Wainwright Jacobs. Wainwright Jacobs. Yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I remembered it while you were talking about it. I was like, uh, I gotta, I gotta remember the names. I gotta remember names. The person who can't remember names has to remember names listeners. Um, yeah. yeah, the, you know, what's interesting is I actually jumped on to, uh, borderlands briefly and just to walk around and let's just, I probably walked around for maybe 20 minutes max and my console freaked out game froze up audio went and then all of a sudden the console shut off and rebooted. Jeez. And that was solo, huh? Yep. That was by myself. Wow. And I want to point out listeners. That's the first time that's happened to me in that game. I'm the only person in the group that hasn't experienced that yet. And it finally happened and I wasn't doing anything. (laughs) I wasn't doing anything important. I was just going through one of the open areas and just collecting shit. And that was it. And the game freaked out. So I was like, all right, well, um, this is still broken. And the craziest thing is that it's happening primarily just on the Xbox. It's not really happening on other platforms. And I, I still think it's funny that you made that statement on uh, on Facebook. Yeah, I, I, so they, they're they running a, a thing right now, and it'll be over by the time this gets published, I think. Uh, but they're running a thing right now where you can buy legendaries from the vending machines, which is all well and good. But, I mean, it's a temporary thing. It's it's just over the weekend. It used to exist in 1 and 2. It was rare, yeah. but you would occasionally find them in 1 and 2. And it was kind of a nice thing to come across. You never see them anymore, and they turned it into an event, which yeah. already irked a lot of people, and it annoys me too, but, you know, it's whatever. So I, I they, they made this post, and then I, I put it in there. I was like, hey, can I buy a legendary patch to fix this shit? And uh, some guy came back and responded, oh, buy a PC or a PlayStation. So I asked him, I was like, do you buy a new vehicle every time you have a flat tire? Yeah. I just <laughs> I was like, you fucking unhelpful fucking, fuck. Yeah. Let, let me uh, let me be snarky and, and spout off something that's that's funny that I find funny because uh, it, it sounds like I can be a complete dick and make you look like an idiot. And never mind the fact that it makes me look like a completely fucking moron. Yeah. You got to love gamers who troll and think that they're super fucking clever because, you know, they'll never come back and read your response. But at the same time, all you have to do is just really leave a response directly underneath theirs and make them look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. A guy did respond uh, to to my response to that. Uh, It was made me laugh my ass off was that he was just imagining a vehicle that would get a flat tire every time somebody sat in the passenger seat. And that's a really good fucking analogy for how Borderlands works on Xbox right now. Yeah. So it's pretty much it. But so, yeah, this really pisses me off with Gearbox. I'm so fucking annoyed with them. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it, the fact that it, it, you know, I've proven that it can happen when you're not even in a co-op. It's more than likely going to happen when you're in co-op listeners because that's when we typically experienced it. Yeah. But it, it can happen it's usually when you're joining a friend's game. 
mean, that, that's just freaking dumb. I don't get it. Yeah. How could, how do you not, how could you not fix this by now? Why don't you fix it? Listeners, Borderlands is probably hands down my, my favorite series uh, of all time, just because the amount of fucking gameplay I've put into it. And I'm at the point where I almost fucking hate this installment. Like, I've enjoyed it, but how it's been handled, yeah. I just fucking annoys the shit out of me. It makes me not want to play. It's my least favorite in the series, and because of the amount of problems that we've had, it's one of the main reasons why anytime you guys suggest it, I just don't want to play it. Yeah. Which is sad. I mean, listeners, that's it's also the reason why it took me so freaking long to finish the campaign is because every time we got on, someone someone would get booted. Whether it was in the middle of a boss fight, which happened to Anderson, uh, or it was in the middle of like just, just trying to get through a, a mission, which happened to Miles multiple times. And uh, I mean, it even happened to Loach. And I sat there going, this is this is crap. Like, why am I continuing to play this game when it's clearly not been properly tested? And they clearly have a problem with it. And listeners, the error, the, the, the reason why it's shutting off is everybody keeps saying, oh, it's the overheat issue. Well, the overheat issue is because the game's asking the the Xbox to clock as high as possible for longer periods of time and is using up so much memory that it's overheating. That's causing it to shut down. It's using up too many resources too fast. I've watched it happen on PCs games before in the past. Yeah, eventually they, they fix it. But in this case, they're not like they, they clearly yeah. haven't. Why is it that the, the PlayStation is able to, you know, sustain this for so much longer than the Xbox? Yeah, I, I would, I would play this game at a fidelity level of Borderlands two and be totally fucking happy with it. Knock down the fucking quality a little bit, be totally fine. Yeah. Like, so that way you don't tax the goddamn system so fucking much. Yeah, listeners, and in case you're wondering, we have done the steps of turning it into a uh, 1080p uh, and going with higher frame rate instead of the, the higher higher uh, resolution. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've done that. We've, we've tried them both, both ways, and it still does it. So yeah. it is obviously a problem with their code. It is not a problem yep. with our systems. So... Figure it out, Gearbox. You gotta, you gotta do something. Yeah, fucking annoying. Yeah, I mean, if if Miles came back, he's like, "Hey, do you want to play Borderlands?" I would be completely fine if he meant Borderlands Two and just continuing with, uh, which we do have uh, to go back to at some point. Yeah, and continuing with some of the DLC that that, that I haven't gone through on that, yeah. I'm completely fine with that. Borderlands Three, oof, gosh, every time it gets brought up, I'm just like, I don't want to deal with it. And I don't want to deal with the possibility of something getting kicked. Yeah, I still have the pre sequel to get through. So. It, <sighs> If you have listeners, if you haven't bought the DLC yet um, and you play on Xbox, I would recommend just holding off, honestly. Yeah. Uh, like, why why pay out more money for something that still hasn't been fixed? If you're playing on PC or PlayStation, you know, have fun because <laughs> we can't. But, yeah. Uh, um, and listeners, in case you're wondering if it's if it's just us, no, there is an entire forum dedicated to this uh, on yeah. Reddit, an entire forum dedicated to it on their own sites. Their own customer support have gotten multiple tickets for it. I've seen them because people post them. This has been a widespread problem. And the crazy thing is that no one is talking about it. None of the media are bringing it up. None of them want to bring none, none of them want to talk about the fact that Gearbox still hasn't fixed this one game breaking bug. And I say it's game breaking at this point because if it's so, if the bug's so prevalent and so bad that you don't want to keep playing the game anymore, that's game breaking. Yeah. Not that you can't pro- pro- progress. 
It's the fact that you just don't want to. You don't want to progress and, because you don't want to play it. And that's the thing, too. It's so fucking random. There's been times when we've played for hours and hours and hours without any issue. Mm-hmm. And then there's been times where we can't we can't even get into the fucking game together. Yeah. Granted, it's been a little while since we've we've been at that point, but I haven't picked up the game other than the other day. I haven't picked up the game in months. Yeah. So it, it's not something that you can even plan for. Be like, all right, well, it it's going to work today. You know? Yeah. Listeners, keep in mind, like today was the first time I'd ever experienced it. That means yeah. since launch. So well, supposedly I'm one of the few that the, it didn't uh, happen to for a long time. Well, suppose, supposedly the uh, the new planet has exacerbated it. Uh, it it crashes a lot on the new planet. Apparently, there's I, apparently there's a couple quests that are even kind of glitched out. So I was like, well, that's fucking lovely. How did we get here? <laughs> how is this? How is this happening on their main title? I mean, aliens, colonial marines. Yeah, that that title was garbage, and yeah. Gearbox deserved a lot of shit for that. Which, by the way, I, did you hear about the latest thing? With that, since since I brought that up, uh, so it turns out that one of the former developers on, uh, I, gosh dang it, something I think it's something line I can't remember the uh, the developing team that worked on Aliens for Gearbox. So Gearbox was essentially their uh, publisher. publisher at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with you know Ze- Sega being the uh, the ultimate publisher for it. So Sega had hired Gearbox, right? to finish colonial Marines. They give them whatever assets they have. And gearbox is supposed to be working on it for six years. Gearbox claimed, you know, gearbox claimed they worked on it for six years. And this was, you know, they're like, Oh, it was, it was uh, you know, it was a six year development. We, you know, we worked on that hard. Uh, turns out uh, that's a big fucking crock of shit because the development team that actually worked on it were given a bunch of assets nine months before the game was released and told to make a game out of it. So big surprise gearbox lies. Huh? <laughs> odd that's coming from a magician that sees us all as rubes <laughs> speaking of games that made me really want to quit playing sea of thieves yesterday <laughs> after that fucking fortress oh, man, man i so wanted to fucking quit after we turned in that that half haul that yeah. we got uh, it was just, like it was frustrating it's it like sea of thieves is a weird relationship it's one of those games yeah. where it's it, it is exceedingly frustrating at the same time. It's fun. Yeah. And the things that make it frustrating are the people, but the things that also make it fun are also the people and events and stuff. So sometimes, and sometimes the people, I should say, sometimes the people yeah. are just assholes and you want to fucking beat the shit out of them with your own fucking fists. I did after, like after we played, we played and we kept encountering the, we kept encountering different people. That last group of guys that we saw the different group that came up and tr- started, started uh, following us. <laughs> I did end up sending them a message saying, thank you for, thank you for, for that. That was actually a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Because that was actually enjoyable going, jumping out, jumping off of the boat with a barrel, with a explosive barrel into the water <laughs> and waiting for them to come and hit me. That was freaking great. Sending uh, that guy to Davy Jones locker twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. That was freaking great. I was like, this guy has to hate me by now. Yeah. yeah only to, only to have the Kraken show up and destroy both of our ships. Yeah, that was funny. Like the, the thing is, is like that that game has become, and it's not just the people listeners. That game has become so aggressive. Like everything yeah. is turned up to eleven right now, and we like we couldn't figure out why. We can only think that it's the events they're doing aren't like because they do these events. The events cause uh, more things to populate, 
and we don't think that they're that those things are getting fully turned off when they go to the next event. So like yeah. listeners, we jumped in, we like within a 15 minutes tan, like time span, we, we encountered the Megalodon twice, a ghost ship. And, uh, you know, and then later, you know, later on while we're trying to sail, sail somewhere else and we encounter those guys, the Kraken shows up. We're like, seriously, like seriously, what the, what the hell's going on? Like, it's almost like the gate. There's not enough player. Like this might be the case. There might be not enough players in the server for all the crap that's supposed to, you know, attack everyone to have enough people to attack. So it's just attacking the, the only people that are there. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it was, it just feels like everything's out to get you in the game right now. And it's just like, God damn, like, I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to keep dealing with this. Like some <laughs> encounters are fun, but one after another, after another, after another, after another, I'm just like, well, is the game trying to tell me to sign out? Is it trying to tell me to fuck <laughs> off? Like, what's, what am I supposed to do here? Now, a game that uh, that has been getting good reviews, <laughs> especially because of everything that's going on right now, is Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I've I've enjoyed. I've put in a lot of time into it, mostly because Shayna can have the TV going and working uh, from home at the same time. Yeah. And I can sit there and just fuck around on the Switch um, and still be in the same room. Yeah. Uh, the downside is so like I, I want to point out like it's getting it's getting decent reviews from the critics, but it's not getting good reviews from a lot of the public. It's getting review bombed actually by a lot of the public. Really, um, I've, I've well, been enjoying it. The reason is is because you have to have two switches in order to have two accounts, in order to have two two playthroughs. Uh everything oh, okay. that the other person. Gotcha. So like, if you if you get the game and you play it on one switch one person can play it and they have their own island, right? Uh, yeah. The other person that plays it can't have their own island. They have to play on yours and their progress is based off of your progress. So if you don't get any further, that person can't progress. Gotcha. So so if you don't get any further in your story, Shayna doesn't get any further in hers. And it it created this weird thing of where people are like, I so in order to play this, two people, in order for two people and individuals to have their own campaigns, they have to have two versions of the game and two switches. Technically one version of the game though if you're if you're trading cartridges, but you have to have two switches. That's the important thing. You have to have two separate switches, two separate accounts. Yeah, and apparently Completely. switches have been flying off the fucking shelf because of yeah, everything that's been going on. That that would be that that would be because of yeah, the coronavirus. But at the same time, there are tons of people who are just at home like I want to play it and my kid wants to play it. My kid can't get any farther than what I've done. So yeah, yeah. whoever is the first person to sign in is the person that locks in who, who the who the game basically belongs to on the switch. Mm. So it's tied to their progression. So tons of users are just fucking losing their shit and just going online and review bombing the crap out of the game. I could I could understand that. But so, so because of that, like fans are extremely pissed off because, you know, I people don't want to own two switches sometimes. Some people just want to own one for the entire fucking home. And that's what they play on. And that's what the family plays on. So what in the hell were the developers thinking when they did this? Like, did they think that it was going to be played on solely a mobile console? Was this originally being designed for something that wasn't going to be the switch? Well, given the, the age of the switch and how long the game's in development, I doubt it. Right. I mean, the switch is coming up on three years now, three years old, right? Yes. This new animal crossing has been in development for uh, give it a maximum of four there's no way they didn't know the Switch was in development. That's a Nintendo exclusive. Right. So they knew they knew this console was coming. They knew their game was going to be on it. 
So what were they doing? Like, did they just, is it an oversight thing? Which is possible. I mean, I guess you can be so in-depth into your own process and your own game uh, and development that you're not going to actually consider the fact of, oh, what if more than one person on a on a console wants to play this? Well, you know, given that it's a Switch, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't a... Uh, an attempt, I guess. I mean, there, I guess that could have been, but a, a real try to make a co-op, uh, you know, p- gameplay, same system. Right. Um, but in all reality, I mean, it's not even a huge gripe for me because Shane is not going to play it. <laughs> yeah. Animal Crossing couples. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which um, there are plenty of people which... out there who are who are doing <laughs> that, just that, exactly what you're talking about, where they're they're trying to play in tandem. Some people are trying to play in parallel with it with two consoles. Other people are trying to play in tandem where like one plays and then the next one plays so that one person gets farther and the other person can go can go for forward in their game. But given the fact that the original Animal Crossing had the capability of having multiple saves and multiple users. Yeah, I don't see how this was an oversight. I don't see how this wasn't a, a blatant attempt, in my opinion, by Nintendo to get people to buy more switches. It could have been to yeah. buy more consoles because totally it's a console it. seller. But that it being just, said, I, I'm enjoying it. So yeah. it just seems suspect to me. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Individuals who have had the game who have said that it's it's fantastic. It's the ones who have multiple people in their homes who want to play the game, who have just been bom- you know review bombing the shit out of the game, saying like this isn't fair, this isn't right, you shouldn't, this shouldn't be the case. And in all honesty, yeah, you know, like you said, Miles, it's understandable. That's they're right. It shouldn't be that way. Listeners, either it was a, a blatant oversight or it's or it's in my opinion, I think it's Nintendo trying to push their console more and get more sales out of it. Just because I, I listeners, I have a tendency to not trust companies and you shouldn't trust companies either. I think that a lot of companies will do whatever they feel is best for them. That's it. And I don't think Nintendo's above that anymore. I think Nintendo ever since, you know, Miyamoto passed, I think that's think they're really on that line of like oh yeah we could we could be the next ea we could be yeah. these corporations that don't really care about our people anymore no i, I showed the uh the game to to shana and and it was after i had upgraded my house and uh paid off the the loan to do so but she asked me like do you just upgrade your house to go into to debt and pay it off and do it all over again oh uh, yeah she's like so it's like real life is like yeah it's just not soul crushing (laughs) (laughs) it's not soul crushing and i can turn it off anytime i like and there's not somebody who's going to come collecting my debts yeah so that was pretty funny in the future if ea gets their way it will be that way right you 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 upgraded your digital home we're here to collect the debt on that home it's it's a game (laughs) it doesn't hold real value (laughs) not to us speaking of nintendo uh and uh sort of uh, Reggie, uh, being the new EA, uh, or not EA, fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie being the new GameStop uh, CEO or president or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, there's been announcements that they're gonna, they're supposedly gonna close up to another 300 stores. Yeah, this year, and honestly, I don't think that's enough. I don't. Um, uh, sadly, unless we realize that this this means people losing jobs uh yeah but sadly gamestop is in such a bad place uh, even before all the coronavirus stuff that they needed to close i like three thousand yeah my <laughs> estimate my estimate would be at least a thousand uh given the five thousand locations they had um yeah. 
or over 5,000 locations they had? Last um, I last I looked, I think just in America alone, they have, uh, I believe, 5,308. Yeah. Is, if I remember seeing it correctly. Closing just 300 stores is not going to be enough. Uh, I think that since they're bleeding money so much, they need to close down a lot of locations and kind of have just one, like in, in major cities, one or two locations. Absolutely. In smaller cities, one. Uh, and, and the reason I say that listeners is because, um, while yes, they, by having multiple locations, they have more convenience, but since they need to rebrand themselves and restructure how they're going to work, they need to drastically look at, okay, if we're going to, are we going to continue to be a store or are we going to create a hangout spot? Is it going to be centered around esports? What are we doing here? And really look at like, do we need multiple locations in order to do those things? Or do we need to just have one? Is it, does it just need to be a hub? Does this, if this is going to be a gathering point, is it going to be more of like a gaming bar, which I would be open to that. In fact, if, if they had just one location for that, that wouldn't be unusual because most cities, if they have a gaming bar, they usually only have one. So why are they still holding on to the fact that we're a retailer when that's drastically changing? Yeah. Uh, and give you a kind of an idea, listeners. I, I I don't remember the exact number, but Colorado Springs alone, uh, there at one point in time, I think was like ten fucking stores. Yeah, easily, um, including Fort Carson, and and that doesn't include Colorado uh, Springs is super spread out, and it's understandable to have them, you know, at extreme locations, I guess, but ten fucking stores for one city is yeah, a little that, ludicrous. That doesn't include one of their parent or their, their partner companies that they had, or since GameStop was like the parent company or whatever, the companies uh-huh. that they owned that, that had an additional store. So they had a GameStop in like mall and malls. Right. And they had an yeah. additional store that they owned in the same malls. You guys have two game stores here. Yeah. Why? Just ridiculous. I, I hate to see, you know, brick and mortar places closing up and I hate to see, you know, GameStop employees losing their jobs. Yeah. Because most, uh, in my experience, most of the people that you work with uh, at GameStop, pretty decent folk. Um, but, you know, in order for GameStop to survive, they're going to have to take much, much more drastic cuts than 300 stores, in my opinion. Yeah. It's something we'll, we'll have to definitely keep an eye on and see what they're going to do uh, and how they're going to change their business model because they really do. I like, like I said, listeners, they oh, yeah. really need to look at like, are we a retailer or are we going to become something different? Cause I think they need to become something massively different. Absolutely. I think that's all we have for this week, right? I think so. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we really don't post a whole lot there, but we do recommend that you take a break from Twitter as of late because the amount of crazy shit that's getting posted and the amount of misinformation oh, man. misinformation that's being <laughs> that's being posted like seriously take a break do not read that shit uh if you want your news you know there's there's a lot of play not a lot of news sources you can go to on uh youtube legitimate news sources that will help you out uh philip defranco is a great one yeah we, we constantly talk about his channel all the time and during the whole coronavirus stuff he is kind of put a lot of his uh other stuff that he usually talks on his or talks about on his other channel uh, to the side and made sure that he focuses on some of the things that are happening and trying to make sure people are informed and educated about what's happening in the world. So try and stay actually informed. And if you hear something that's, that sounds off or sounds like it's misleading, go and look it up, Google it, yeah, look up research. actual information, do some research. Um, 
because goddamn, I mean, we, we had that dumbass couple that heard uh, about that um, the uh, aquarium cleaner uh, chemical that's in there. That's uh, that's uh, that's sil- that's queen or yeah, some, chloroquine or something like that. It's it's the it's it's similar to what is put into a malaria. I, I think it's a, the malaria shot, but yeah, it's some it's not the same yeah. thing. And they took and, and here's the other thing, Lester's. They took what would be what would equate to six days worth of it at one time. Yeah. That that will kill you. That's the same thing as that that that's why they tell you on aspirin bottles not to take more than two. Imagine someone taking six days worth of aspirin and expecting it not to kill them. Yeah. Like that's how that's how dumb these people were. And then they blamed Trump for it. Yeah. Oh dude, uh like, the Unreal. The funniest, the funniest thing when I when that shit was uh, when that shit occurred, because uh, there was some shit like that that happened in Nigeria as well. And CNN, literal headline for CNN was after hearing President Trump endorse you know X you know drugs for treatment, right or potential treatment. Yeah, two people die in Nigeria or something like that. I'm like, you're blaming the United States president. Trying to give people hope, right? Whether or not he should be or not, I'm not even going to debate that. Yeah. Uh, you're blaming him for deaths in Nigeria. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, calm the fuck down, CNN. Yeah, listeners, this, this is the equivalent of when everybody used to sit there and say thanks, Obama, for everything. We used to do it as a joke. Um, yeah, I still but, do it as a joke. Yeah, but but it's <laughs> but that's it's when it's a joke. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing. But these people, but but when people do it seriously, it's like seriously, guys. So yeah, listeners, take a break from Twitter. Uh, follow us on Podbean.com if you don't like iTunes. If you do like iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell your friends about us. Don't go see your friends and tell your friends about us. <laughs> Call them. <laughs> tell them. Yeah. Tell them about us. Send them text. Send them some smoke send them, signals. Send them, a, send them a link. Send them a smoke signals. I don't care how you do it. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around and uh, make sure you're contacting your friends, letting them know uh, that you're doing okay. Ask them how they're doing during this time and try to get online game with them as much as possible. Make sure everybody's staying sane. It's one of the craziest things uh, about this whole thing is when you get stuck at home, you don't realize how much you miss human contact until you're forced to not have any. Now, if you're an introvert like me, you don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not a huge not it's a huge not a huge deal. deal the hardest thing was not not being able to go grab a pint on st patty's yeah yeah <laughs> that was the hardest thing so far for me yeah. uh for me the hardest <laughs> thing is having to go out and deal with the amount of stupid at supermarkets which is listeners that. unbelievable right now if you're having to do that try to keep cool try not to let anybody's attitudes and demeanor get you down but um a lot of people are panic shopping, uh, especially after they in Colorado when they had the emergency lockdown, which no one clearly no one read the emergency lockdown because it didn't change a goddamn thing. It didn't change no. any of the rules. It just meant that the state had the authority to basically ask they, you, "Hey, what are you doing?" They had. Like, uh, are you out? <laughs> apparently, uh, Colorado Springs, at, at the very least, was flooded. I guess with nine one one calls, people ratting out their neighbors for not uh, obeying the you know, stay at home law or yeah. stay at home, you know, demand or whatever the fuck. I was like, are you yeah, fucking had, kidding me? They had to have that public <laughs> announcement on, on local news saying, telling people don't call nine one one please over, yeah. over this and explaining to them that nobody's going to do anything. Yeah. No one's going to say anything to, to your neighbors. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. 
get the fuck away from your window. Is, Go do something. Yeah, Take is, a is your neighbor is your neighbor outside? <laughs> yeah, is your neighbor outside waving a gun around and threatening people? No, then shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. bananas. The lockdown, unless you have National Guard patrolling your streets, the lockdown doesn't mean anything. The lockdown right. just is put in place saying that we are on lockdown, saying that we're telling stores and everything like that, that they have to obey curfews. We're telling people who are going, you know, we're telling people publicly, please try to distance yourselves and don't don't get in crowds. Don't go anywhere we're, unnecessarily. We're, we're allowed to go into crowds and tell you to disperse. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it says. Everybody needs to calm down. Oh, dude, I've had to uh, I've had to snooze so many people on Facebook, uh, friends yep. of mine, because like I'm a I'm a tolerable fucking person, but when people are essentially having violent outbursts on fucking social media, yeah, uh, over mundane bullshit, it's just ridiculous. Or they're yeah. spewing off nonsense. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't listen to this shit. Uh, look forward to this all being over. Yeah, I recently had to tell a friend on Facebook, you know, you need to shut the fuck up. You need to calm the fuck down. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, tell us being over. This has been the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vardo. And Miles. Keep on geeking on. Stay safe. We're out. Okay.